Right, more trouble for the government around uh, conduct. We got the Transport Minister, Michael Wood, did not immediately declare his shares in Auckland Airport when he became an MP, or indeed when he became the Transport Minister. He'd owned them for years, but only declared them in January of last year. He's currently in the process of getting rid of them. Apparently, Associate Professor at the University of Otago Faculty of Law, Edward Willis, is with us on this. Edward, morning to you. Good morning to you and your listeners, Mike. So no question they should have been declared on the pecuniary list, right? That, that's absolutely correct. That they should have been declared right from the outset. And if they weren't, is that in and of itself a major breach or not? Uh, that is that is a breach, but uh, whether it counts as major depends on a number of things, including probably your political leanings on this and how much you really want to hold uh, the minister account for this sort of thing. Uh, it, it's not a huge uh, num- shareholding in terms of value, so there is an argument that it's not major, but these are really fundamental processes, and from that perspective, yeah, this, this, this is a pretty big deal. Would it become a bigger breach when you went from a backbench MP to a minister, and not only a minister, but a minister of transport? It doesn't become a bigger breach in the sense that the failure to declare uh, on the pecuniary register uh, is treated any differently. Uh, that's that happens on the basis of, of uh, Mr Wood being an MP. But when he has those transport responsibilities, the potential for a conflict of interest, which is a, a sort of a more acute problem, arises. Uh, particularly in this case, because we're talking about uh, shares in a company, mm. uh, this is a pecuniary interest, this is a financial interest, this is a direct, uh, potentially a direct payoff for the minister exactly. in relation to decisions he's making as a member of the government. That's uh, as serious a conflict of interest as you can probably get. And then, having declared them, he still owns them. How's that possible? Well, that's possible because he hasn't sold them yet. That's that's the way it works. Um, (laughs) In terms of the political management perspective, uh, again, we we sort of come back to how serious the conflict of interest is. Uh, it, It could be perfectly okay for him to still own them, um, he is in the process of divesting himself of their ownership, and so that's probably a very prudent step if he wants to continue in a uh, in the government and have have influence on some of these decisions. Um, but there are other ways that this could be managed. Um, it doesn't sound like, to be fair, it doesn't sound like any of these other steps have been taken in this case. But he could, for example, if a decision came to him as minister and he realised this was yeah, he had a financial interest in the outcome of that decision, he could pass it off to an associate minister and have the decision made that way. Yeah. So there are ways that he could hold the shares and do this responsibly. Although, from what we know on the public record at the moment, it doesn't appear that any of those other steps have, have happened. Exactly. Edward, appreciate your expertise very much. Edward Willis. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.